Who's Jake? When you just when you're mouthing go, so Jake goes, "Hey, let's do something. Let's do something a little different this time around." <laughs> and uh, then we all start recording. I thought Jake had something in mind. Yeah, I did. You're supposed to go first. You so you had something in mind. You yeah, didn't but tell it, it me what to you say. To start first. <laughs> yeah, you want me to start first. <laughs> to be fair, yes. you didn't. You just went, Darren. You were just like, I'm going. <laughs> yeah, I said, let's do something different. And then you said, okay, I'm recording now. So I didn't even have time to tell it. So I figured you knew. I figured you must know. All right, let's You're start over. Po- it. It's starting. Okay. It's restarting now. You stay <laughs> recording. Keep recording. Okay, okay. Go ahead. So Jake is mouthing go again. Yeah, what do you mean? It's your you start. We just went over this. You you had this big idea. You say, oh, oh, I, I want to do something different this time. I do want to. I did want to do something different. And we're if you would just do your this part, we could different. do that thing. Okay, what's my part? Tell me what my part is. It's too late now. We're in it. Do you want to? Do you want to stop recording and restart this? No. You do. I can see it in you your eyes. You guys fighting again? You guys, I don't that's like it when show. you fight I mean, in that's... front of me. <laughs> Our son is getting very <laughs> upset with us. Well, look, sometimes sometimes dumb dad <laughs> does things that <laughs> need to be addressed. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Welcome to the show. I'm Jake, the smart snickle. I'm Darren, the regular sized stack of snickle. Uh, I noticed we haven't called you short stack, your That's true name true. In, a, in a little bit. That's, yeah, you did. So, you did sort of come off. So of let's that. refer to Jake as short stack from now on. And yeah. we, we're, we're, we're rejoined by our uh, our most favorite guest from the last episode. Thank you. Uh, who, uh, Sebastian. Darren, I'll introduce him. This is Sebastian. <laughs> this is, Sebastian Cornejo. Uh, this is Santiago. You may know him from uh, the Little Mermaid. Yep. He comes. He hails from under the sea. Um, this is Santiago Charbonneau, uh, '80s music extraordinaire. Uh, I don't know. I even what that wore. Word means. I even wore my Depeche <laughs> That's not Mode shirt. An occupation. Yes, huh? I was just gonna say. I even wore my Depeche Mode shirt today because I appreciate '80s music so much. I wanted to show my enthusiasm. Uh, I mean, I appreciate you for doing Depeche that. Mode. Is a little That's... bit of a deep cut for Darren. He's only very surface level. Whatever you can find on the first page of Google. For Depeche. Uh, no, I no, I understand Depeche mode oh, just okay. fine. Whenever I whenever I'm mowing my lawn <laughs> and I just want like a nice 
smooth contoured finish i put it on depeche mode oh it cuts it it cuts it like such nice i put my lawnmower on degrassi because i need to get rid of degrass (laughs) you're trying to degrass it (laughs) yeah get it degrassi i don't i don't actually mow my own lawn i have drake do it true wheelchair wheelchair (laughs) jimmy (laughs) yeah he's the natural fit he just drags it behind him (laughs) (laughs) What if Drake was like all along him being able to stand and like walk was just a ploy and in real life he's been in a wheelchair and just like in the public eye he's been standing like, and walking. Like FDR? Yeah, exactly <laughs> like FDR. Yeah. And Drake is always hiding little crackers under his blanket on his lap. <laughs> just to snack on is, it. Did FDR do that? Yeah. I think so. He hid a lot of stuff under that little blanket. What if he had crackers? He had his gun. He had uh, trillions and trillions of dollars in national debt. Yep. Um, his socialist he had polio agenda. Down there. Yeah. Yeah. Bastard. Uh, um, what if that? What if that was Drake's secret and not the dark thing that we all know to be true about him? Yeah. That he's a that he's a socialist. Yeah. That wouldn't be so dark. That'd be nice. But he's not. If if Drake was a socialist, yeah. I mean, he'd gain a lot of fans. He'd lose a lot of fans. You know, it's it's a it's a divided. That would be a divisive stance for Drake to take. I think. Um, you know, uh, I think strange. like Drake having any like distinguishing personality traits other than liking <laughs> the Raptors would actually be. Like maybe too much for the world to handle. <laughs> that is liking true. the Raptors and young girls. Yes. Ooh, true. Alleged, yeah. allegedly a pedophile Drake. Well, he had those uh, weird. There's definitely de- there's text yeah. message exchanges between him and Eleven, right? The girl from Stranger yeah, Things, Millie Bobby yeah. Brown. Yeah, yeah man. allegedly. So, I, d- I haven't seen them. I didn't see him send them. I've seen them. <laughs> I didn't they see are him send on them on the internet. They are on the internet. They're not outright like, hey, come over, let's fuck. But they're questionable. It's like, why is this man, why is this grown man asking to hang out with this little girl? You know what? And nothing sexual like is overtly yeah. said, but, but they, still. it is still weird. It's like, why would I, you know, I, I wouldn't want to hang out with her. <laughs> yeah. You know? That's a weird. My favorite one. thing about that is people who are like, "Oh, she, she they're just friends. She can make that choice." And it's like, "Well, that's why like the age of consent exists. Is that like, no, she can't. That's not. <laughs> <laughs> she has the right to make any choice she wants. Drake also has the choice to make any choice he wants. So he doesn't have to befriend this little girl. Yeah. It, it, I mean, Maybe that's why Rihanna was not into him ever at a certain point in time. Like she was like, hmm, it <laughs> seems like you want me to be younger than I am. <laughs> Who knows? That's true. And I think that uh, if there's one, you know, if there's one take to take in without taking it with a grain of salt, with taking it with the, a rock of salt it's rihanna's because she knows him personally true yeah. so well so does those salt rocks man yep. yeah uh 
I mean, what's the hap, guys? What's going on? Uh, Dude, how many down? times have we talked about that on this show? Because it's, it's at least, I feel like it's we're at like four, or three or four now. What, mentions of Drake's? P- what, Drake? Yeah, being a pedophile specifically, allegedly. Damn. We've never delved as deep as we just have. Have we mentioned it enough that for to sure. become a prominent conspiracy theory on Facebook? Like, can we get in the algorithm? I hope so. That's what I'm most interested in. Just making this thing. Just blow it up, dude. Blow it up. Get Pusha T on it, too. <laughs> oh, dude, he would he would crack <laughs> this totally thing would. wide open. He would become a detective. Do you think Pusha T? Is there a chance that Pusha T is part of the whole conspiracy? And that uh, actually, I think he maybe he would push he would push this through to try to divert attention. The Millie Bobby the, Brown, the, the thing? deeper. But what would Push's motivation to do this be? Because he had he had Drake on the fucking ropes, dude. Have you heard <laughs> the story of Added On? Yeah. I mean, that dude destroyed Drake. Infrared. He That's made it so that Drake was afraid to come back to to like rap about him. That's true. He made he scared Drake so bad. Drake has not made a good album since. Are Drake songs or before. about anything? Or are they just like... <laughs> I will say the only Drake album that I think is... And it's not even technically an album. The only Drake album that I enjoy listening to is the one with the white cover and the like handwriting on it. Oh, uh, if you're reading if this. If you're reading this, it's too late. Yeah, that one. That's a decent Drake album. I mean, hot takes always on this show, as always. Can't get this light to be right. Uh, I think. But yeah, I uh, mean, the the best Drake album is the one that has. Uh, I found a way, the theme song from the TV show. Well, that's not just Drake though. That's him and his brother Josh. <laughs> I don't think Josh sings on that song. I don't think he's featured. Is he? But. I mean, we don't know. He could be. He could have been in the studio just watching That's from true. afar. That seems like a Josh I, move. I heard what actually happened with that uh, that show is that they were both separately filming TV shows, and they were like, "Hey, do you two want to collab?" So nope. they started working together, <laughs> and then Josh left. Josh left when the show was halfway done. <laughs> Damn, dude! History repeats itself. Josh found a way. <laughs> yeah, history does repeat itself. Uh, which which is which is the I better was, piece of I art? I was like. I was very close to going uh, to completely diverge topics to go a different route. Okay. I was about to be camping this weekend. Oh. I was I was about to go on a camping trip this weekend. I might not have been recording today with you. Why? Uh uh because I I was going to go to Lake Mead uh and go a little bit of boating, a little bit of kayaking. Feeling meaty. Then my dad got covid. Oh shit. <laughs> So I was going to borrow his kayaks and I was like, I need to come over and grab the kayaks. He was like, don't. And I was like, can I grab them like contactless? And he's like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to do that. (laughs) I've been breathing all over these. So I said, okay, I won't, I won't go. So my dad saved today's episode. Wow. Wow. He said he saved this episode brought to you by Darren's father. Another fun fact, I was about to go to Lake Mead, Nevada, Arizona area. It's it's shared by Nevada and Arizona. That is the most 
deadly national park in the United States is what I found out. From what? Uh, what's the what's the uh, what's uh, what's killing them? Apparently, it is a mix of drownings, people going missing, murders, and uh, just like weird natural cause death, natural causes things. Why were you gonna go there? Uh, is that what's on the autopsy report? Is weird natural death causes? <laughs> That's what they say. Yeah, natural death causes. Uh, hundred and I think it's somewhere like a hundred and seventy people have died there within the past ten years. That's. So that's your ideal camping spot? That's 17 a year. That's what I enjoy. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of people dying. That's... Wow. 17, yeah, 17 people a year. How that's like almost have... one and a half a month. Uh, Yeah, I, I suppose. Would you rather be the one or the half? murder victims found there. What would be your ideal way to go if you were to go at Lake Mead? If you were to become a statistic, what would be the best, like, ideal situation for that? Somebody to come up to me and hit me over the head with a brick, and I just... <laughs> okay. Like I said, there's murder victims found there, so... Darren... Or I could be killed somewhere else and my body to be hit in Lake Mead. Yeah. there's There's a lot of bodies that have... That are at the bottom of that fucking lake right now. Damn. That are just hanging out there. But the lake, I think, is like, it's like 153 feet deep or something like that. Wow, wow that's really deep. That's a deep yeah. lake, man. That's as yeah. deep as a so, Jaden Smith tweet. <laughs> yeah. I get that reference. <laughs> I'm just giving you guys little factoids about nature you here. Uh, hey, Darren. What I... Where I could have been. I hope your dad's Darren. okay. Yeah, I hope your dad doesn't die. He says he's okay. He says his smell has has his smell is starting to come back. His taste is starting to come back, and he feels a lot better. That's good. Well, that's good. Yeah, I when I checked in on him, he was working on the deck. So damn, still working uh, on that uh that project. <laughs> still working on it. A bit of a yeah, sore subject now. <laughs> As far as I understand it, he's gotten pretty far. So is COVID. <laughs> I was going to say, is COVID. <laughs> um, um, is that <laughs> popping off in Colorado super hard right yeah. now? I think we're, I mean, we're at as our much peak. as everywhere else. Where it's as bad as it's ever been. Wow. Yeah, it's this. Apparently, this third wave is the worst we've ever had it. Sort of like Germany. It makes sense because yeah, that's true. Or British or British punk. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it makes sense because I know a lot of people right now who have it. I know personal personally. I know people who have it right now. Damn. Uh, and it's more and it's more at the same time than I've ever known. I hope so. It makes sense. I hope just like Scott, it dies off with this third wave. Yeah. No, you don't. You don't wish that about Ska. No, I don't you wish don't that. Hope. I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm not happy that Ska is dead, but it's a fact that I can accept. Yeah. Well, that makes that makes one of Ska us. Ska is a dead, a dead, uh, a dead, a dead, a dead art dead. form. It's, it's just a, a it's dead one. Dead. <laughs> there are only like two Ska bands that I can listen to unironically. Um, one is Fishbone. And they are from like the eighties, late eighties, early nineties, and they're pretty okay. And then the other is probably Vampire Weekend, but even then, 
they're hard to listen to sometimes. You know, is Vampire I mean? Weekend ska? Not, not even really. But they they fuse some ska elements into their early stuff at least. You know, I uh, I don't want to talk about this. All right. I used to love Less Than Jake. Uh, I just don't listen to him anymore. I'd never really got too much into ska, but um, I did enjoy Less Than Jake's less ska songs. Like when they were really ska, I kind of would just skip them. But when, uh, you know, when they would hit those like more emotional songs, I kind of enjoyed that. I don't know why. Maybe I'm just a goth person at heart. I think I'm just a, a nihilist. But if I was a nihilist, would I even be listening to Less Than Jake? Mm, yeah, because be the judge. you'd say there nihilist. is nothing less than Jake. Everything is less than Jake. <laughs> well, you would like saying that, I'm sure. You enjoy saying that. What does that even mean? You enjoy saying everything is less than Jake. But Jake... Well, you can't Jake? just repeat the same thing to explain what it means. I think this is a really good time to psychoanalyze yourself. Jake, is Jake less than Jake? That's what I'm getting what I'm at. Saying? Look within. That's what I'm getting at. You get it now, Jake? No, because I'm I'm a human and that's a band. Mm. I don't think he gets it, Santi. I still don't think he gets it. Um, you know, he will in time. In time. I think he will. Yeah, time after time, <laughs> he he will. Uh, y'all, do y'all have anything to get into before we spank open this bracket? Just spank it right open. I had a, I had one thing I wanted to mention real quick. What's that? So I was at work today. I work at a restaurant. Uh, this lady comes up and she orders like some food and she's like, Hey, by the way, I, I wasn't, but okay. I, I wasn't taking the order. I was in the kitchen, but I could hear her. She's like, I'm severely allergic to strawberries. I was like, all right, good to know. I'll just like. Make sure I don't have anything strawberry related. She ordered a fruit bowl, a fruit bowl with no strawberry, which I think is a little—that's risky, a little wild. To She's do. living on the edge. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I make it, and then the guy who took the order comes back ten minutes later. He's like, "Oh, by the way, this lady said that she's deathly afraid of strawberries." <laughs> so is she allergic or does she just have a phobia and i was like is she afraid or is she allergic and he's like oh well she says she's allergic but i'm calling bullshit <laughs> well yeah why would she order a fruit yeah. bowl people create problems <laughs> for themselves yeah. but afraid i don't think i don't think that's what she said <laughs> you could be afraid of a strawberry it's pretty intimidating like if you see a strawberry in a yogurt parfait it's bigger than the other little berries in there, you know? It's the scary berry. So, I understand. <laughs> Stra- you heard it here first. Strawberries are officially the scary berry. <laughs> uh, I would have thought it was blueberry because they use that to make booberry. Mm. The scariest the scariest cereal. Yeah. I mean, I always thought booberries were a berry in and of themselves. I thought they <laughs> naturally picked booberries from the from the forest and and got and put them in their series. I always um, thought growing up that it was boob airy. Hmm. This game. That's another yeah. Airy boobs. You know, you could be inflating those puppies. <laughs> like sort of a reverse Tom Brady situation. Oh, where you yeah. like inflate the ball. Yeah. Got You're it. inflating the ball, and the ball in this case is the boobs. That's also <laughs> cheating. That is also cheating. That's 
That's not allowed. If yeah. anyone's been in a coma for like five-ish years, I just want them to wake up and hear this episode and feel like they're not missing out on anything. So that's sort of what <laughs> I was just, that's sort of what I'm going for this episode. <laughs> if anyone okay, if you are in a coma and you are waking up to this podcast, I am sorry. Yeah. I feel sorry for yeah. you. You should have gotten on. Go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. Get your loved one to conk you back in the in the head. Run back in front of another truck and just <laughs> go back into a coma. Get this guy with the brick. Let him just... Dude. Anyone... Just one time. Think about that really quickly. Anyone who's waking up from like an extended coma this year honestly probably wants to fucking go back to sleep because you have like awoken in an actual dystopia and you're like, oh shit, like I remember being at Costco... I remember, you know, falling asleep. I'm waking up. I can't go outside. I can't go to fucking Del Taco. What's happening? I would wager that if they woke up this year or any of the years after this year, they would probably have a similar thought. Yeah. You think we're going full send? And also not being able to go to Del Taco. That's enough to do me in, I would say. (laughs) That's why you want to go Look, to my, da- um, my dad's got it, but I don't really mm-hmm. care about that. But if I can't go to Del Taco, that's where I draw the line. <laughs> I'm not I'm not playing around. Okay. As the ki- as the kids say. I have a I'm deathly afraid of not having Del Taco. It's a rational fear. <laughs> kind of like strawberries. Uh <laughs> God forbid they put strawberries in any of the Del Taco items. I love their burgers. That's <laughs> their what I go burgers for. burgers are good. Yeah. I am afraid of their strawberry burgers, but everything <laughs> else is delicious. Darren, um, you want to you want to start you want to do a little a little segue that we, that we can start just like sort of seamlessly transition us from what we're talking about to what's the the main thing going on today? Do you want to do that? Oh, I have one more thing to say. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Darren, I'm really sorry. I just wanted to say, while we're on the subject of food fears and allergies, I am afraid of honey. It is... It's sticky. It's just... It's just pure sugar. What? It can't be good for you. I don't... I don't... (laughs) I don't recommend honey. I would say, stay away from honey so kill the bees uh, is what you're saying yeah i i like to disassociate from honey as well um <laughs> i think honey is the shadiest of all of the uh the shadiest of all the uh nu- nutritious items <laughs> uh i mean it's bee puke you know True. for real um I don't trust honey. I think honey is only looking out for itself. <laughs> um, when you think about it, if you're not paying for something, then you're the product. And so you have to wonder what honey's doing with your personal information. Uh, yeah. If you let it into your house, like, what's it going to do with all that stuff? Well, and all those bees. It's going to gunk it yeah, up. Yeah, those bees dance around. They have a pattern. It's like Morse code. So they are literally sending your information to Zuckerbug. Bug. <laughs> Zuckerbug. Zuckerbug. Yeah, the bees are sending Unintentional pun. info to Zuckerbug. Nice. <laughs> I, I, just wanted, I just wanted to get that out there. I just wanted to make that uh, 
that statement for no for no real reason. I just realized what's happening here. There we go. There we go. All right, Darren. Do it. Y'all, we are here on this glorious day to finish finding out definitively what the best 80s song is of all time. There are no other songs that could compete with this. None. This is a this is an objective bracket. No. Uh, no. All of these songs are uh, statistically the best songs uh, in, of the 80s. Um, and there's no question about it. Nobody can ever raise, bat an eye at this bracket. So As long as only legal songs are counted in this bracket, then yeah, I'm fine with that. So let's uh, let's give it a whirl, y'all. Here, Darren, uh, before the first matchup, I just have a I have a general question about this. What's that? Is that I, Santi? Can I may I ask you a question? Hit me. How many songs have you made? Like on my own, or, or is, with as a, a dollhouse? Just total. How many songs do you think you've created? <sighs> Probably about a hundred. But they're not all good. In fact, out of that hundred, <laughs> I would say a solid third of those. If yeah, like eh, that's generous. I would say like <laughs> I just keep going down. I'd say a tenth, eh, maybe a one one hundredth of those is listenable. Um, but I have made a <laughs> hundred songs probably. Okay, how many of those songs end? By just you repeating the chorus over and over as the song fades out. You're going to put me on blast like that? Let's think. Man, I'm not going to lie. Probably a couple. Okay, because I would say at least six out of the eight songs we're talking about today do that same exact thing. And I don't know, like... Yeah. Is that just how songs end? Is that... (laughs) So, (laughs) it really depends. If you're a generic wannabe musician like me, then what you do is you follow your heart. And that's the fucking first <laughs> mistake. No, but but there's actually different like songwriting uh, structures. So kind of like writing a poem, like, you know, there's iambic pentameter, stuff like that. You can write a song in the same way. Um, and that's why a lot of songs like pop songs follow that formula. It's like intro verse verse chorus verse chorus chorus bridge last chorus outro usually well that but was I boring think, like, <laughs> <laughs> the these songs is just like time after time mm-hmm. yeah time out. and it's because i was i was re-listening to these songs again today and just listening to them all the way through i was like how many of these just like because I don't think any of these songs are really about anything. I think they're just like, I'm going to take a, a vague a vague look at love, write like a, a couple sentences about it, and then... You sound I, sad. No, no. I just, it's just interesting where Darren's music taste lies, I guess. I like a more complex song. You do song. sound sad. I like a song that's a little bit, a little bit more to dig into. It's got complexities and layers. Yeah. Uh, it, rewar- it rewards re-listening. Yeah, and like that's Radiohead. just not what Darren's interested in. Yes. I probably should have broken this up into like a, a subgenre, like a, a, a genre of music from the 80s, like hair metal or like 
pop songs from the 80s or rap songs or new from the ways 80s. this is pretty much pop songs of the 80s i would say this list yeah, i would is s- like the pop i would say so as well mm-hmm. yeah what um, about best celebratory masturbatory songs of the 80s and you can't include that, meatloaf baby. you can't put him on there <laughs> two out of three ain't bad <laughs> uh oh, all right darren i, I just wanted to, i just wanted to, to bring that up is it three out of five ain't bad? It's three out of five ain't bad, isn't it? I get my number, my meatloaf numbers wrong. <laughs> All right, y'all. Time to start this sucker off. We, we are beginning in the semi-hemis uh, to find the winner of today's matchup. Our first matchup is our number one seed, Careless Whisper, by Wham, arguably also by George Michael. Uh, definitely by George Michael, but... Jake is arguing that it's only by George Michael. I'm just saying by Spotify. The number two seed in the air tonight by uh, Phil Collins. Damn. It's in the air tonight. <laughs> that was quick. You didn't even have to think about it. Yeah. You didn't even have to walk yourself well, through it. I'll I'll walk you through it uh, with me. We'll go on a walk together. So... When I when I think of these two songs and I run them back and forth in my head, I I just generally don't want to hear Careless Whisper again after I've already listened to it once. Whereas in the other in the air tonight, I feel is like way way stronger. You can listen to it over and over and over again. For me, Darren, what are your thoughts on on this uh, this? This matchup. So we as have some might call two, it. We have two vastly different songs. Uh, I would say In the Air Tonight is probably a riskier song than Careless Whisper, uh, just because of its subject matter and the fact that for the bulk of the song, it only uses two instruments, mostly. It uses uh, a little synthesizer and it uses some drums. And I guess if you consider Phil Collins singing an instrument, then it's three instruments. Whereas uh, Careless Whisper uses a lot more. I don't know how many. Uh, Really good point. Really, really good insight. The reason Careless Whisper is, I would say, less risky is because it's about what pretty much everything, every other song in the 80s is about. Just breaking up with someone you know, having, you know, somebody cheats on you, they're unfaithful. So you have to, uh, you have to make amends with that, or you have to find it in yourself to get over it, which is a lot of subject matter of a lot of 80s songs. Uh, but it does it in a a somewhat unique way. Uh, the sax solo is one of the most memorable pieces of music, I would say, uh, ever. And that isn't also to say, I mean, the drum, the drums, like the little drum breakdown thing and in the air tonight is also one of the most recognizable and iconic do, music, do, do, pieces do, of music do, 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 ever. Do, do, do. And it's so simple. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I'm, I'm going to let Jake talk it through as well i think i have my choice but i want to see what jake says first uh i listened to these two songs on the way to work this morning uh 
here's the thing about that that drum fill in in the air tonight. That's three minutes and fifty seconds into this song. That's True. crazy. Yeah, it's almost near the end. It's very close to the end. I mean, it is close to the end, but also it's like a five and a half minute song, so it's not that close to the end. But uh, I don't, I don't know. Careless Whisper, I think, is clearly the worst song, but it does have that that memorable sax part, and they they put that right up top, which I think is what you got to do when your song is this boring. It's like hit hit them with what you got. True. Whereas in the air tonight, I think it takes it takes a lot longer to like really get into it. But I I do prefer in the air tonight. It's not one of my favorite songs of all time. It's not gonna win this overall bracket, obviously, because uh, that'll be uh, that Rick Astley song. Uh, but <laughs> I just yes, think it's a better so- like Careless Whisper. I don't need to listen to i would like to point out too that jake is mad that i didn't have never gonna give you up on this bracket but in the past in past brackets he's gotten mad at me for picking the most meme friendly i'm disappointed in you for not sticking to who you are (laughs) i'm also not he's gotten mad at me for picking the meme friendly choices on old brackets yet he wants the most (laughs) memey song from the 80s on this i will say that pick your fucking battles jake (laughs) i am in the air tonight is pretty memes in the air tonight is pretty memey i mean like mike tyson doesn't he in the hangover like yeah when they go into his mansion when the drums play right yeah he's i'm also i'm not convinced that george michael isn't garth brooks and for that reason, I can't. I can't, in good conscience, pick him. Hmm. That also is. Would you explain that? Just look at him. But Garth Brooks does not have as good of a facial hairline as George Michael. Like George Michael's facial hair is like, you know, it's just it cuts you. And Garth Brooks is like. I mean, let's look. I'm gonna look right now. We're I think especially he's looking it up. Garth if you look at uh Brooks. Okay, well I can't find it now. It's yeah. whatever the it's whatever album Careless Whispers on, <laughs> that cover. <laughs> that cover, he looks pretty Garth Brooksy. <laughs> Garth Brooks looks like a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> he Let's see. Let's look up he, there's a photo of them together. Ladies and gentlemen, the best of George Michael is what I would what I would suggest you look at because I feel like that's where he looks the most. Dude, there are photos of when them he's together. Old? When he's older, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jake, look up George Michael Garth Brooks, and you can see photos of them together, and then disprove this yourself. Allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't take this picture, Darren. Why don't you make your? Why don't you cast your meaningless vote? In the air tonight is my choice. Good choice. Uh, so that moves on to the hemipene matchup. Um, George Michael also next. looks a lot like the kid from uh, Superbad. Wait, which one? McLovin? Like main... No, the main kid. The Michael Canadian Sarah? One. Or Jonah Hill? Michael Sarah? Yeah, Mike. God, fuck it. What? Hey guys, what's his name in Arrest Development? Michael Cera. 
Michael Sarah. Sarah. <laughs> yeah. Is it Sierra or Sarah? <laughs> I've only Michael Sierra. I've only ever heard it Sarah, but it could be Sarah. <laughs> Michael Cena. Michael Syrup. That okay. Let's just move on. I'm. So the next matchup, our number five seed, time after time by the Lobster herself versus our number six seed, Take On Me by Aha. <clears throat> These are both songs from the 80s. They both yeah. start with the letter T. Yes. Uh, they are both songs that I've heard in the past yes. and will hear in the future. Uh, their plans, not that I plan on hearing, songs that I don't plan on hearing, but that I will. I'm certain of it. Uh, Santi, what, what is, how would you break this down? Okay. All right, give, me, give, give them to me uh, one after the other. I want to get the raw impression. Time after time. Okay. And what's the, what's the other one? Take on me. Okay. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna say take on me for this one. Mostly because I kind of get sick of listening to time after time more than once. It's just another one of those ones, like you said, it's like so sweet, it's saccharine kind of thing. Where you're like, damn, I get it. Time after time, you will be here, you will be waiting. I wanna explore my options, Cindy. Just sh- just sh- go into that last chorus. And then let me feel the jubilance that is take on me. Take on me is just like. That's so delightful. It's, it's, that's the one. If you guys didn't know, uh, Dollhouse is an acapella band. <laughs> yeah, industrial acapella. <laughs> <laughs> Darren? insane band. Uh. I will say I think before there was before there was trap music I think in the 80s they had take on me. Uh <laughs> I there's not a better feeling. I mean yes that, that, that's that's that is true. But I think before there not, was take on me there was Jesus. The Bible existed. There's, not, <laughs> there's there's I play I don't know if you guys have played Metal Gear Solid 5. Yeah. Uh, but there is an option a soul in still that burns. game. Is that what that game's called? Or if you, what's if the, you find what's the thing, the Phantom Pain, Metal Gear Solid Five, Phantom Pain, what are you talking yeah, about? Phantom the Pain. Phantom Pain, the Phantom Burn. Is it about <laughs> gonorrhea? <laughs> That's not what I said uh, at all. I uh, there's a little. It's not really a secret. It kind of is. It's like if you want it, you can get it. But you can get these tapes. And it's often of 80s music. Uh, and once you have the tape, you can customize different things to play that tape. So you can find Take On Me in that game. And there's not a better feeling. of, And there's several other 80s songs you can get. But I keep my helicopter music to Take On Me because there's not a better feeling than Take On Me, than me running from you know, an outpost of people attacking me, shooting at me, going to the LZ and just hearing that faint, like (laughs) while people are shooting at me. And and then the hell, and then it gets louder as it lands. And then I just jump on the helicopter. So maybe that's my bias against this song is just that (laughs) I feel good. It's a feel good song for metal gear solid for me, feeling good, finishing a mission. 
But uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna pick Take on Me just for the sentimental value. I don't. I'm not as attached to Time After Time. Like I said, you know, I picked Total Eclipse of the Heart over Time After Time. So yeah, I'm not entirely sold on it. Can know? I say one more thing about Time After Time? I feel yes. like if you are like going through a divorce, you're 44 and you keep a little flask of whiskey in your glove compartment, you're definitely listening to time after time while you cry in the car wash. You could be listening to Take On Me too, though, Santi. Yeah, Take On Me's better, in my opinion. Uh, All right. Time after time... What do you have to say, Jake? both of these cast oh, your pointless no. vote. Oh no! I think my internet it's went mean. down. All right. Okay. I think he's frozen. Jake, you froze. Is it back up? He Is looks so. Uh, he looks like he's really yeah, searching he's for the answer. Yeah. So. Okay. Every gonna... now and then this happens. Uh, we when we do the podcast remotely, uh, we often have somebody freeze. Uh, and then, you know, we just have to kind of figure out how to get another person on here, uh, or to get the, how to get them back. Um, Let's do it. we just got to add them. So anyway, and Jake take on me wins. I don't think Jake is going to add a lot, a whole <laughs> lot more than what we already have. So I'm going to move that one up to the semi hemis. Oh, he's back. Uh, he's coming. Hey, my internet went down, so it'll be a second. Okay, that sucks. Do you want us to move on to the next bracket? Is your internet on the way? It should be on the way. Okay, we're still recording. Yeah, me too. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Uh, Awesome. All right, so you know what? (laughs) We'll take a little break. Uh... (laughs) We'll talk about, you know, things past, things to come. Uh, you sound like a Charles Dickens tale. <laughs> Here we that's can... what I've. That's what multiple uh, of my partners have told me that I sound like Charles Dickens. That's good. That's a good thing. Good old Chuck. Yeah, Chuck Dickens. <laughs> that's what the, Chuck D. You know. I've got my headphones. That's a crossover. I've got my headphones. Jake says you don't have to say what I'm bubble right now. You don't have to say what I'm saying. I have my headphones to my phone now, so I can we can just keep we can just keep going because I'm still recording on my computer. Sweet. Oh yeah. So our next matchup, we have our number three seed, "Hungry Like the Wolf" by Duran Duran against our number four seed safety dance by men without hats this is a fair fight thank you santi thank you i agree that is a compliment to the bracket (laughs) um santi i'm gonna let you lead once again uh with this one What, what are your thoughts on this matchup you can walk yourself through it. Okay. You can verbally walk yourself okay. through it. It's okay. You don't have to come up with a choice immediately. Stream of, conscious, uh, stream of consciousness rant this shit out. 
So I feel like Safety Dance is going to win um, for me just because there's some things like subliminally in me that just dislikes Hungry Like the Wolf. And it might just be because I have this weird thing with Duran Duran where they like, they make some decent shit and they make some really weird shit that doesn't seem like it would fit with the decent shit. Like, do you know the song? Um, it's the one that's like, Time, immaculate dream. Da, 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 da. You do know the chorus. The only. breaking my heart. At the what seams, you know it. What the hell is it? It's I don't recognize it. The only Duran Duran song I know that I know is "Hungry Like the Wolf." Yeah, see, "Hungry Like the Wolf" is actually don't one of their lesser don't songs. play it because we can't. Don't play it because we. Can't, I'm just finding the name. We gotta be careful. I just have to find the name okay. of it. Come undone. Okay, after this podcast, listen to "Come That's Undone." That's a corn song. That's Come on, that's a corn song. <laughs> Come on, Don. (laughs) (laughs) So Safety Dance is more dynamic, and I feel like Hungry Like the Wolf is one of Duran Duran's lesser songs anyway. So it's just Safety Dance for me. It's it's safer. There you go. Jake's uh, fully back in full force. What do you got to say, Jake? So here's the thing. I do really enjoy safety dance. I think it's just a good song that everyone just is like, yeah, all right. But when I asked Darren, what version of this song he was talking about, he said the extended dance mix, which I think is a shittier version of the song. Uh, That exists. Yeah. The vocals are a little bit like more faded. It's not, it's, I guess it's like more dancey because it's just like more like groovy, but it's not like, the uh, the vocals I think are like so punchy in the regular version where it's like safety dance you know this one's like safety dance let's go by the version everybody knows I fucking let's asked you what the... version it was and you could have said that so petty what do you <laughs> let's just go by I'm the version to, everybody knows I'm trying knows. to do this how you want it to be done how is that petty go by the go by the radio version you want me to go buy it I can't buy the radio go version. buy it purchase the radio version. Darren, I can't. I can commons, buy the video dude. version. But <laughs> Why can't you buy the radio version? Radio's Public out, dude. iTunes commons. is a thing. Video killed it. <laughs> uh, so if we're... If we're going just purely off of the, the extended version, then I'm picking Hungry Like the Wolf. But if we're going the, the, the we'll classic radio version, version, the radio version... That's what we're going off of. All right. Changing things up last minute. Typical. Uh, Rigged. I'm, I, Fake. I'm a little bit more... <laughs> I'm a little bit more turned. A little bit more torn, because I do enjoy... You're a little bit more turned? Yeah. <laughs> this time? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do enjoy Hungry Like the Wolf. I think it's... It, I, I wanted to look this up, but then I got stuck in a bunch of traffic on the way home. Hungry Like the Wolf is in a movie or something. Shrek. That yeah, I think it's in like Biodome. Well, I think both of these are in Biodome. Are they Shrek, really? Holly Shore. Oh, it's in, when, when yeah. is it in Shrek? Shrek Two, I think. Um, it's that a superior sequel. Yeah, it is pretty good. Um, 
I feel like it's sung by they're in the bar and there's the bartender who is a cross-dressing bartender and they have like a dance sequence. For some reason, I'm getting hungry like the wolf there. Huh. Biodope. This movie has 4% on Rotten Tomatoes. What is Biodome? It's a bad movie. (laughs) I remember watching it at my friend Skylar's house when we were in like fifth grade. And we were way into it. (laughs) Is it as bad as... I met Polly Shore pretty recently backstage at Flappers after he had just done a show. He crushed. He fucking killed at Flappers. And then... Our show was right after his. This looks bad. And he came backstage, and I guess there was like a fan. And Polly Shore met this fan, and I was like associated with him. I don't know if he thought I was a fan too, but I, he could not have given less of a fuck about <laughs> like meeting all of us. He was just like, hey, how's it going? He was nice. I mean, he was very nice, but he just did not give a shit. Is Polly Shore someone us. that people want to meet? Is that like a celebrity that people get excited <laughs> to see? Because there's some celebrities that if I saw them, I just, I just wouldn't get any reaction. And it's not like a bad thing. It's just like, oh yeah, you're in fucking Biodome with Stephen Baldwin. That's can I? You could have not done I that. Can I say? Can I go a step further than what Santi's saying? And I don't think I would recognize Polly Shore yeah. in, in public. I'd be like, okay, there's a guy. He definitely looks a lot different than he used to look. I'm sure uh, he's aging. But I cannot deny that he fucking killed it. Like, he crud. I was listening to backstage at, like, what his show was. He was destroying. He was doing so good. Uh, and then, yeah, he just he just could not give it. It was, like, it was almost like he was coming down off of a high. He probably uh, was. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, these people fucking but, laughing at me? Is this 1992? <laughs> <laughs> That is a great impression of Polly Shore right there. What is that a like? uh, <laughs> <laughs> is, is he related uh, to Polly D? <laughs> uh I am gonna go with Hungry Like the Wolf on this. I know it doesn't matter. Um But I can dance to both of these. It's a very upbeat and I just I don't know, I just like Hungry Like a Wolf. I think it's more I don't know. It just comes down to like preference. These are very similar songs, but I just enjoy, I just enjoy uh, "Hungry Like the Wolf" a little bit more. If someone put a gun to my head and said, "Picture Darren dancing to an '80s pop song," I couldn't do it. It couldn't be done. <laughs> I mean, I'd put the I'd put the leggings on and everything. I'd put the like half socks on. I don't even know what those are. Leg warmers. Leg warmers. I put the leg warmers on and everything. Uh, all right. Well, safety dance moves on to the hemipene. We are uh, we are moving at a snail's pace today. Yeah, I know. I'm aware <laughs> of this. Just speed it up to 150 uh, percent in post. I'll probably sound more interesting. <laughs> yeah, we can. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can just listen to this at 1.5 percent speed. Uh. Next matchup, we have West End Girls by Pep Shop Boys. That's our number seven <laughs> seed versus Don't You Forget About Me Ooh. by uh, Simple Minds. That's our number eight seed. Damn, this is tough. Uh, Simple Minds are what we are known for on the show, so I feel like we're a little <laughs> bit biased. Um, I, I, 
like I said, I worked this morning. When I got into work, I unlocked the door and I walked in and Don't You Forget About Me was playing. Ooh. And I was like, you know what? Like, I might have an okay day today. I didn't. It was a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> but for those two minutes or whatever that the song was like finishing up, I was like, all right, this is yeah. this is working out. It's a great damn song. It really is. Darren, walk me through your process. Okay. So, Don't You Forget About Me. Jake had a really good point last episode about how Don't You Forget About Me is associated very heavily with the 80s because it is in what Jake says is the most 80s movie ever, which is arguable. Uh, uh, it is very 80s, though. I mean, the song itself is very 80s. Uh, what do you think is what do you think is a more 80s song? West End Girls or Don't You Forget About Me? Yeah, that's what no, I'm, I'm trying saying to say. What, West End... no, sorry, 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 Darren. What do you think is a more 80s movie? Mm, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Uh, yeah, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, 16 Candles. What? The... Uh, War yeah, Games. Yeah, I was going to say that uh, one. I don't... Back to the Future. Uh, Back to the I Future mean, is like the Matrix. I don't know the Matrix. <laughs> the Matrix. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen John Hughes's cut? <laughs> <laughs> I think that all of the those Hughes, movies, the Hughes yeah. siblings, Breakfast Club, like just it captures the feeling of like all of those movies, and it just has like all the stereotypes of all the people. Like I'm not. It's not. A, it's not about what's the best '80s movie. Honestly, I, I think know. Breakfast Club um, is better than those other movies we mentioned. Like, Breakfast Club is my favorite John Hughes movie, even though it's kind of been memed to shit. I think that's the best one. It's like the least creepy one. There's this scene in Sixteen Candles, which is like a pretty good film, where she's like in the oh, high yeah? school locker room, and she's just looking at another like fifteen or sixteen year old just full-on showering and i'm like yeah what the fuck (laughs) there's another way to explain this (laughs) like this uh there's that scene in ferris bueller where like well cameron's not like fast times at ridgemont high too yeah cameron's not moving and then like what is ferris's girlfriend is like flirting with him and it's very weird she like flashes him or some shit, right? Yeah. Is that what happens? And then like revives him because he's an incel. But yeah. he's like he's like, I wasn't actually frozen. <laughs> it's locker room talk. I don't know. But <laughs> uh, I would I... No, never mind, never mind. Move on. Move on. And and back to what back to these songs. I think that Don't You Forget About Me... So this is going to, once again, come down to personal preference because these are both good songs, in my opinion. Uh, And I think that Don't You Forget About Me, because it resembles the 80s so much, that plays against it winning here. And I think West End Girls is slightly more timeless, although it does definitely sound like the 80s. I think it's a little bit more timeless because it could be early 90s. It kind of mm. has that feel. It could be from either generation. Uh, but it's going to go to West End Girls for me. Nice. I respect that. You surprised me. You surprised me. I think West End Girls is very 80s sounding. 
I also don't really like this song that much. What are you uh, talking about? Don't you forget about me or West End Girls? No, I'm talking about West End Girls. I don't like that much. Okay, okay. The weird okay. spoken word part just—it doesn't do it for me. In a dive bar, hidden underground, with a West End girls in a West. See, I like <laughs> it because it makes me feel uh, smarter than I am. Like I'm hanging out <laughs> with like this cool British person who's walking me through their routine and like explaining the culture of this little town, and I'm like. Oh, thanks for that. So I'm just a, I'm just an American bloke putting on an American accent, a British accent, whatever. Fuck off. <laughs> um, I think I, I fucking feel like I sound schizophrenic on this episode. So I apologize. If we weren't talking, you absolutely would. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wouldn't Fair that be enough. true? That's true. Most times. Yeah. I mean, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna pick. Don't um, you forget about me. We can move yeah. on. Uh, I like "Don't You Forget About Me" as well. That's that's my favorite in this. I and, and that's tough because West End Girls is more timeless. But "Don't You Forget About Me" it just like revives you anytime you hear it. It's an instant revive, dude. It's a buff to your entire party. If "Don't You Forget About <laughs> Me" comes on at a bowling alley, someone's throwing a fucking strike. Eventually, yeah. Maybe not in your group, but somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere on Earth. (laughs) There you go. Don't You Forget About Me moves to the Hemipene matchup. Um, All right, y'all. We are are officially in the Hemipene matchups. Phil Collins drum roll. The number nine seed in the air tonight by Phil Collins versus the number 10 seed safety dance radio version (laughs) by Men Without Hats. That's the version where they don't say the N-word, right? (laughs) (laughs) can you imagine (laughs) now it's been a it's been a good run on this podcast (laughs) sucks that we have to end it here (laughs) (laughs) um i feel like in the air tonight is just like the fucking uh pop elephant in the room and it's just dominating it's demolishing because no way the safety dance is better than that song like I feel like Men Without Hats would have been lucky to open for Phil Collins or even Genesis, but I doubt that that ever happened. So if you're hearing me, Men Without Hats, you fucking lost this one, okay? It's in the air tonight. Also, you went back on your promise. You wore, you everybody saw it. You wore hats <laughs> at your last like festival show. So what the fuck is that all about? You fucking failed us. Yep, marketing, only marketing. And is that, I mean, it's that kind of, it's that kind of plight (laughs) (laughs) that just, that just makes me stir. Jake, what are you going to say? I want to hear, I want to see, I want to hear your fucking opinion on this, Jake. In the Air Tonight is boring. It's a five and a half minute song that's boring. Safety dance makes me feel something. Like there are parts of <laughs> In the Air Tonight that I like, but this song is boring. I listen to it and I don't care. That's the song that if it comes on at the bowling alley, much you'll like notice Phil Collins. Form- if this song comes on at the bowling alley, I feel like you'll notice four minutes in when the when the drum part hits and you'll be like, oh shit, it's Phil Collins. 
up until then you'll just be chatting with your friends bowling having fun and maybe maybe that's like maybe that's that's a good thing is that it's like inoffensive but i just don't i don't care i don't care what's funny about that too is that that's like arguably one of phil collins most emotional songs and he's like fucking super melodramatic and so that song having like you know being about the murder and all that shit but yet being so inoffensive because i didn't even know it was about a murder in a river that he like spectated and just kept going like i feel like that song does deserve a little bit more energy but then i don't give a shit because i hear that and i'm like yep i'm there is it a murder or is it just the the guy didn't save the other guy? I think it was the guy didn't save the other guy, but that also begs the question: What if Phil Collins was there and he saw what he did? Why didn't Phil Collins do? Yeah, it? that's Isn't a, a that's murder. A... Both both <laughs> artists here have failed us. Is all I'm getting at. Also, I I want to bring up the other men without hats. There's a girl in the band. And they wear hats. Whoa. So, over oh 2. They've failed us. <laughs> wow. I'd say <sighs> Men Without Hats has double failed us. Phil Collins has single failed us, but it was a pretty big fail. Is it worse uh, to lie in your band name or to watch someone die and not help them? <laughs> <laughs> or to mislead your fans? Uh, I, uh, I'm going to pick In the Air Tonight because... It does more with less, in my opinion. And it's a riskier song that he did. Uh, and I think that while Jake has a point that it's like a, pretty much the same beat for most of the song, ah, it's just, it sets the mood so well. The mood for what? And, ah, oh, just to fucking witness a murder and not do anything about it. Um,. <laughs> I it's yeah I mean it's and that that drum fill right at the end is is just too powerful. I agree with Santi on this one. It is it is Phil Collins for me on this one. I love being on the right side of history every single take, dude. It's so satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> um okay. So in the air tonight moves to the finals. Uh, next up we have take on me versus don't you forget about me. Ooh. It's all about me. Hmm. Well, you either take <laughs> on me or you don't forget about me. Damn. Those are both on the same like mixtape of like the kid who's like trying to prove to his crush that he's got good music taste and he's like in 12th grade and his name may or not be Josh Hill. Burn, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Josh, if you're listening, I burnt you, bruh. But much love coming from this burn. Um, but like, I still think that uh, Don't You Forget About Me would win because, I don't know, I just don't see that song ever coming on and me not being happy to hear it. Okay. That's my take. Well, my take, I think I know what Jake is going to pick. And in this case, I'm going to, so that's why I want to give my take first. Um, I think that Don't You Forget About Me and Take On Me in this instance both equally resemble the 80s uh, 
very very similar amounts. Um, I think that Don't You Forget About Me does a lot with a, the little bit that it has. However, is that what the criteria here is how much a song does video. with what it has? Is that no? But Take on Me is very powerful. It keeps its pep in its step. And it just, it has such a catchy melody that I guarantee people have tried to learn several times on piano. People who don't even play piano want to learn Take on Me on piano, on the keyboard. Okay? And it's that, that gusto, that finesse that makes me want to pick take on me uh i just like it as i like it better as a song now can i introduce like a random uh variable though maybe this would change your mind i'm gonna try and convert you now like the evangelicals of yore um so take on me has been covered like a million fucking times because like you said Everyone does want to learn that song. And then as soon as you learn it, you think you have to show other people that you've learned it. And so it's been covered by like indie bands, prominent bands. I heard a cover at 24 Hour Fitness, but it was a slow piano cover. Like, I was looking for that f- right now. Like, I, I think that, uh, isn't that version in like The Leftovers or something? It's one of, it's one of those songs yeah. that's like in a show like that. Stop it. What the? F- why? <laughs> why? It's just silly. And then I don't think I've ever heard a cover of Don't You Forget About Me because no one would attempt it because it's too goddamn airtight. If you try and attempt a cover of a song that's too good, you just always end up like looking shittier. Unless you're Marilyn Manson, then he pulled it off. I Yeah, I'm j- I was just going to say, I think you would be surprised how many Don't You Forget About Me covers oh, there God. are. Because there are quite a few. What do we uh, By whom? Uh, I'm looking at Spotify right now. Um, hey, guys, can I ask you a question? Do I look like Jared Leto in the trailer for Mysterio? Uh, no, what's that movie called? <laughs> Blade Runner 2049? No, the fucking DC movie he's in, the vampire one. Oh, Morbius? Morbius? Morbius. Do I look like That's him? a Marvel movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. Uh, do I look like him right now? My hair like this? No. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Shit. Wants to tell you yes. So yes. So right off the bat, we got country versions. We got a piano version. We got what, uh, like on a new wave pop version. You know what you're talking about? <laughs> no, on on Spotify. We got Dusty Springfield. We got No Name. That's a punk version. We got oh, no. uh, EDM versions. No, we got uh, most of them are country songs. Newfound um, Glory. I feel like a country version of so, Don't You Forget About Me would work. Like if I heard like Orville Peck or dare I say it, Garth Brooks do a Don't You Forget About Me, that could be good. And here's a fact. And I think, oh. I I know, I, I'm almost positive that one of these uh, Take On Me covers that you're referring to is the MTV unplugged version of it by aha <laughs> that's just acoustic you yeah. i thought it was a cover too but it's fucking aha just doing it acoustically i don't know I, I i feel like i heard one that a female singer did recently that's like a slowed down modern piano one but i'm 
I was just debunked. You just debunked me about Don't You Forget About Me, so. Myth busted. Also, that many, <laughs> I think that that many people, I think that that many people covering the song, if it is true that more people have tried to cover, which I don't think it, I think it might not be true. Uh, that should be a testament to how good the song is anyway, because people are trying to gain that glory of having that song under their belt. If this many Once people again, read the like Bible, it, so it has much. to be true. Yeah. What'd you say? If, if this many the people Bible, read the Bible, it has to be true. It's this popular. <clears throat> That's true. Dude, it's now Jake's starting to get it. Undeniably true, bro. The I'm signs glad Jake are is... here, dude. This podcast is a sign of the apocalypse. <laughs> So I'm glad that Jake has finally succumbed to Christ. That's all I've been trying to, to do this whole you, show. Everyone will succumb to Christ. All right, Darren, you said that you think my choice, my mind's been made up here. What do you think I'm picking? Yeah, I do. I think I might surprise you. Okay. Uh. Okay. We'll see if you do. So don't you forget about me. I mean, it's a great song. Obviously. Obviously, these two are great songs, and either of one of these easily beats in the air tonight. Because they're fun and they're interesting. Um, <laughs> the thing about Don't You Forget About Me and why I think it's perfect for The Breakfast Club, when they they read the letter and they're like, oh, we're The Breakfast Club, blah, blah, blah. I think this song is perfect for that because it, it does have that little bit of like bittersweetness to it where it's like... It's not just purely like good feeling. There's a little bit of like sadness. Like yeah. I walked in and I thought I thought my day was going to be good, but it wasn't. And the song tried to warn me with that little it's just a little I don't know what I don't know what it is, but there's a little feeling of bittersweetness. It's melancholy. Whereas I think Take on Me is just a more it's like more purely up upbeat and fun. And so for that reason alone, I think I have to pick Take on Me. Uh I just I just think it's it's a slightly more fun song that I I might enjoy Don't You Forget About Me if I heard like each of these once a month, but I think I could I could listen to Take On Me more more often and enjoy it. Alright, alright. Fair. So it has been decided. Take on me goes to the final matchup. <clears throat> it takes on Phil Collins's In the Air Tonight. Let's talk it out. Take on me versus in the air. This is a tough one for me. I, uh, I'm torn. I have a lot of strong feelings about both of these songs. <laughs> Santi, what do you think? We already know what Jake thinks. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, um, I don't, I mean, take on me on this one in the air tonight is, uh, it's intro. It's intro level, like to the '80s. I feel like some, like someone's gonna put that on invariably at a party. And Take on Me might just not be put on at that party. It might be saved for the next better party, the actual rager, <laughs> not the shitty kickback, but the rager that happens. <laughs> um, will probably have Take on Me. And so for that reason, I'm gonna, I'm gonna side with that. Um, I think this is a three-way agreeance here. I think that of these two songs, Take On Me is better. Uh, it, it, it resembles the 80s a lot. Like, I think that I honestly do think that In The Air Tonight is more timeless, but if we pick just a better song, in uh, Take On Me is 
more, uh, you know, it, it, it resembles the eighties a lot more, but I also think it's just a better song. I, and I, I know I kind of lean towards the more timeless songs. I've kind of been doing that a lot here, but take on me is just better in my opinion. Uh, it's just, it's, I don't know. Like it gets me pumped to this day. I love listening to it. Um, feel that pump. so there we have it without question just for the record i do want to say that i'm i am picking uh in the air tonight <laughs> just for posterity's sake uh we now know without question <clears throat> the best 80s song ever made is take on me by aha without question objectively because snickles said it it is now true yes. it is now the truth. It is now law, common law that Take On Me is the best 80s song of all time. Agreed. Writ is It's written in the Constitution by Alexander Hamilton. Take On <laughs> Me as, as ye would take on ye. You see? Take On Ye. What, when's, when are we going to get a Yeezus version of Take On Me called Take On Ye? Probably God, that as would soon as you introduce like it to a- him. Like a shitty gospel version. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really preachy mm-hmm. and hypocritical. Um, <laughs> I just want to say well, that you should take on me, but I don't want to take on more debt helping out the <laughs> poor people. <laughs> True. Uh, so with that being said, uh, let's start wrapping it up. Santi... Do you have anything that you would like to plug at this Today, time? I will be plugging <clears throat> just being safe and healthy again. I want everyone to keep wearing your mask. Just hang out with your family. Don't go uh, catching that COVID. I'll be here making tunes as I always do. And if you live to see 2021, you'll hear some of them. And that should be incentive enough. So... Listen to Dollhouse. Don't get COVID. Those are your rules for living. It's your horoscope. Thank you. Jake, do you have any final thoughts before I plug the Snickles boys, whoever the whoever they may be? Uh, yeah, I do. I just want to say, I just want to, I just want it out there on the record that I will not be buying honey anymore. My eyes have been opened. <laughs> I don't like it. I can't recommend it to anyone. There's been there's been numerous studies that I could show you if if you're interested. Numerous studies, uh, all very very good, all done. They've all been done, and they all they all they all point to one thing. All signs point to one one exact. Thing. So just in that case, this is where I'm at, stance-wise. <laughs> Got it. Right, you are, Jake. Uh, my final thoughts are uh, brush your teeth, floss. Um, uh, you know, that's pretty much it. Use mouthwash if you want, but you don't have to. It's not totally important. But, you know, just brush your teeth and floss. Also, use your blinker. Um, you can find the Snickles boys, uh, me and short stack himself on Instagram and Twitter at Snickles cast. Uh, you can find us on YouTube 
just the channel is called Snickles. Uh, you know, you can find several videos right over there. Um, we love to we'd love to hear your feedback on the show. Give us a review on on whatever app you're hearing this on. Uh, if you are hearing it at all, we'd love to hear your feedback. It does help the show. Um, Listen to the Snickles. Anyway, everybody. Snickles is freaking dope. Listen up. Thank you, Santi. Thank you. I, I always people are always saying I started an hour and sixteen minutes into the show, and there just wasn't enough enough talking about how good the show was. So <laughs> I wasn't sure if I should go back to the beginning. You gotta pimp it harder, dude. Hit him immediately with it. <laughs> so with that being said, let's get David Lynch in here to sign us off. In what universe? Bye.